This is a Glass Box Media Podcast. So I was like real stoked to get some like fun cashy wear from like, you know, Rent the Runway. So I got some two. So now I have like six pieces for my with my subscription, which is awesome. But this sweater is so cute. It's all saints, but it is fucking a billion degrees and I have nothing on underneath it. And I'm like, I want to strip it off right now. But we're video chatting. You, so. you should. <laughs> I mean, I did just start recording. So maybe bonus content. Don't, don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> but I did this. <laughs> I did the, yeah right seriously I did the same thing I was wearing a sweater and like the living room where I work in during the day is cold but the bedroom has this giant freaking window and so I walked in here and I was like god it's fucking Dude, hot my, I had like had to go and change my favorite thing like, about to this whole fucking shenanigans is how many people I see out when I'm walking tag who literally have stopped giving any kind of fuck about what they look like. People are out here wearing some wild oh, yeah. ass shit. I'm I'm talking. I've never seen anything. I've seen more Crocs in West Hollywood than I've seen in my fucking life. That shit is wild. They dusted they dusted them off, man. They They're dusted like, them off. Because I'm telling you, like, me too. I, I put on makeup to record with you guys. Like, literally, I did. But there are some brave-ass people. I had three meetings today at work. And there are people who have their cameras on. And I'm like, y'all, you know you don't have to. Like, you can disable that. I was like, because I look like garbage. Like, why? My favorite Nobody thing, asked though, you to do is- that. <laughs> And my favorite thing is that video conference where that fucking chick goes to the bathroom. I've watched that like three times, like crying, laughing. (laughs) It was on my list of things to talk about today. It was literally in my notes because I was like, honey, like those are people you have to like, thank God you don't have to see them face to face for that for another fucking month. Thank God, because if you had to go into work on Monday. I'm like, sorry. It's always going to be too soon. It's always going to be too soon. No matter when you go back to work. Yeah, I quit my job. I'm sorry. Honestly, you need to send an email with your notice. They were just like, immediately. Because I was like, okay, she's carrying her laptop. I'm like, what is she thinking? She pulls her pants down and people are like, (laughs) (laughs) what did she think she was doing? Did she see other people's video? Like, what the fuck? I... I said the same thing and Anthony was like, well, I think she probably thought that she had muted her video. Like maybe she like she 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 hit the wrong button or like she thought she hit it and she didn't. And I was like, honey, like, first of all, also, like if if doing all this FaceTime, Google Hangout, Zoom conferencing has taught me anything, it's that it's impossible not to fucking look at yourself. So I'm like that you could. How did you not see (laughs) your video was still up? (laughs) <laughs> and you know like 
I I follow people on YouTube and there's one of my favorite like YouTubers. She was on Twitter talking about how like she's like, I just can't be bothered to care about like makeup right now. It just seems so trivial. It seems like like the world is ending and like, why do we care about this stuff? And everyone in the comments was like, we know it feels weird, but please just do it because we need yeah. something to distract ourselves with, you know, and so I because I know me too. I've been relying so much and I've seen this argument um, being made across social media that's like every time you're undervaluing the work that artists do, mm. remember this moment because what are all of you doing when you're sitting at home? Yeah, <laughs> It's like that's you're right. turning towards creators and like content creators and artists and like you're watching TV shows and you're listening to music. Yeah. These yeah. things are keeping yeah. you entertained oh God, that's right such now. A good you know? point. And honestly, like, I've watched so many different makeup tutorials in the past week and like fucked around with stuff because I'm like, who the fuck's going to see my face? Doesn't matter. Like I can practice. I can practice and oh, get hell yeah. good. Now. So yeah. true. So like, yeah, so keep true. cranking it out, please. Yes. Yes. I have <laughs> been using um, like, because I, I went through a phase where I was really like obsessive about concealers and I bought like a million of them. And then of course I found a bunch of them that I'm like, they're too heavy. I'll never use this like out or whatever. But now when I'm like playing with makeup at home, like right now I have one of them on because I'm just like, this is a good opportunity Mm -hmm. (laughs) to play with this. Yeah. Yeah. To like use, use this stuff up and play with it and you know, do fun stuff like that. And I am, I'll tell you, man, I got real into, um, I've been watching uh, Mm -hmm. skincare videos so remember when i talked to you guys about robert welsh and i was like i Mm -hmm. just love him and he's so like soothing makeup artist he has a twin brother a twin brother and they are like so similar and his name is james welsh and he's my god skincare guy (laughs) so i've been watching i've been watching his videos and i had a sephora gift card and i was like you know what i'm gonna take this opportunity Mm -hmm. to like refresh my face you know, I'm I'm working out a little bit every day, so I put a huge like skincare That's order amazing. in at Sephora. <laughs> okay, so I wanted to talk to you guys because I thought that this was kind of funny. So we are trying to not make everything we talk about Corona related. It's <laughs> not our goal because I'm sure that yeah. everybody is getting enough of that everywhere else, but. We're I part saw of this your thing. Corona escape plan. We are, we are, we are. I, I'm look, you guys. I cannot stop. Oh my saying god, coronavirus to Anthony like every fucking day, like every second. That I'm using that like Cardi B remix. It slaps. <laughs> it is so good. I've been like, it's been in my head all day. It's so funny. Is her. But are you guys doing what I'm doing, which is changing the lyrics to everything to relate it to Corona? Because I'm like, you, yeah. you know, the good as hell, feeling good as hell. I'm all, I'm feeling <laughs> bored as hell. I'm oh like my God. changing lyrics to everything to just match my mood for Corona. What I'm it wearing is-, is Corona casual. Like I'm, every lyrics are being changed. <laughs> it's fucking crazy. I, I will say like, I'm kind of impressed at our ability mm-hmm. to find shit to do. Like Anthony oh. and I dusted off the Wii. I swear to God, our Wii was made in like 2005. Like it's like an <laughs> old school one. And it took us forever because it was all like dusty. And I couldn't even find the aux yeah. like inputs in my TV anymore. Like, cause I've got a new TV. <laughs> so I was like, it took me so long, but we have been in there playing like Wii tennis awesome. and Wii bowling like every night. Dude, 
amazing. When I first got my weed, this was like fucking years ago. I remember um, I did boxing one day, and yes. uh-huh. oh, were you my sore? My God, how hard was I punching the air? Because I have yet to be that sore in my life. No personal <laughs> trainer, no fucking workout. Has mm-hmm. made my arms hurt as badly <laughs> as we boxing did. And I'm like, I'd give anything for video of what a freaking <laughs> crazy person I look like. Just maniac. Absolutely. Dude, it is so like Anthony is so concerned for his safety because <laughs> when I'm playing tennis like i'm flailing so like hard like anthony does these like little movements he's like you don't really have to like move that far for it to register and i'm like no it looks like i'm like actually you're really playing tennis (laughs) yes i look like serena williams like i am like all over my living room my arms are fucking all over the place i really want to do the boxing but you have to have the nunchuck connection thingy because you have to have it in both hands and i don't have one so i mean i might have to turn to ebay if i can't find like 20 cents a used but i but actually like anthony will not allow like a used item to come into this home right now i love he will not I love that you are He's like fanatical to Bubble Boy. I know. <laughs> I mean, in it's fairness, in fairness, like this is probably Absolutely. how we should be. Like we should be like approaching things this way. But like, I swear to God, Christina, you'll really and you too, Cassie. But like, my don't tell me what to do button has gotten Ooh. hit so hard throughout this whole thing. Like I went out to get the mail today, and Anthony was like. Wash your hands. And I was like, I swear to God, first of all, don't tell me what to do ever again. (laughs) Wash your hands. Thanks, Dad. It's all exactly. I was like, I fucking know. I've been outside during this pandemic. I know what's up. The fact that I started dating somebody in early November who I love and who we plan to move in on April 1st and which is amazing. Congratulations. And so we have a new relationship that was formed under normal life conditions. <laughs> and now oh God. Oh Lord. We are quarantined. Work from home, one bedroom apartment. The universe was like like this is fast forward times a thousand. You know what I mean? Because it's like the universe was like, let's test it, this shit. Yeah, if you can make it through this, you can make it through anything. Honestly, Anthony and I were saying that too. We were like, well, you know what? Good thing, good for this to happen. Like before your marriage, what a good way to really? be like, how much do you like each other really? Because you're going to be when in a room seeing, together I for was like two oh my months. God. <laughs> I saw an article today that Bumble, Tinder, Match.com, all those hinge, all the online dating apps are up over 20% usage so people that are quarantined together people wow. need to connect people need to connect a lot of video dates and yeah stuff. so listeners if you're single right now oh, that's i know cute, I'm like, actually what are you doing how are you dating i want to know i am i'm so intrigued because i'm like what would i do right now i would probably still be on i would oh, be God. on the well, apps but it would be a lot of video dates god Imagine Here's something if you were still that I can guarantee you. Suck. Oh. Yeah. 
here's something that I can guarantee you a lot of single people are probably doing, and that is using Pornhub right now. Mm. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. Pornhub. If you talk about compilations okay. again, I'm going to pee my fucking pants. They? What? No, no. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Although it is an option for you. It is an option if you're accessing <laughs> Pornhub during this time. But Pornhub has actually donated 50,000 surgical masks to the New York City area workers who are on the front lines of this pandemic. And they also opened up a massive porn library for them for free. They were like, you can access Pornhub Premium for free. That's That's our gift from us to you. Not all heroes (laughs) wear capes. Not... That's right. Uh, and honestly, fifty thousand surgical masks. Like I'm well, like, honestly, you, and they Pornhub. know. I feel like everybody, awesome. like when they're stressed out is and overworked and everything, they're like, all you want to do at the end of a day is take a nice long hot shower, rub one out, and go to bed. And thank you, Pornhub, for making that easy <laughs> for those people to do so. <laughs> That's right, man. Yeah. They're tired. Yeah. I, oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, kudos to them. Bless up. Bless I up. saw that and I was like, that's really nice of them. Oh, my God. <laughs> Good for uh, you. Well, this is my worst date. Uh, I'm Cassie. I'm Christina. Mm. No, you're not. I'm Keegan. <laughs> oh, no. I was looking at Cassie. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I did that before, I remember. I, I'm like, I'm Christina. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm Christina. <laughs> I'm Cassie. Oh my god. Hi, I'm Keegan. <laughs> oh, what we have new patrons. Amazing. Cat We do. We have Nicole yes, Ann. Yes, thanks for Thank joining you us. So much. So and we're Victoria gonna, Raider. We're gonna try to get your patron hey, hey, hey. rewards to you um as soon as possible. Uh there are coming and anybody that's that's given a dollar, that's given uh, more, like we couldn't be more thankful right now to be able to continue this. Uh, we are going to tour at some point. We are going to make new merch and everything. We figured out lots of ways to make this recording happen remotely. And because you guys have donated, that's how we've been able to do this. So we thank you guys so much for, for helping us out. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, and we are working on some very fun uh, bonus content for you guys. I know we said it in the last episode, but we were having issues with the uh, video recording. But we are trying to figure that out. So we are going to be doing that mm-hmm. and doing snippets of our episodes kind of live-ish uh, through this this video recording for you guys. And then also, we are considering doing some YouTube live Q&A sort of deals so we'll keep you guys up to date on those things because I Absolutely. know we need to feel connected right now. It's really important for us to <laughs> see other people <laughs> and feel like yeah, we're connected yeah. to other human beings. So uh, we'll definitely let y'all know. It's as important for us as it is for you. <laughs> you know, it's as oh, much totally. for us as it is for you. You totally. know, um, I have an idea for fuck Mary kill guys. Ooh, Ooh yeah, let's that? do it. And maybe. And Christina, you may have to uh, allow it this time, but Dude, it might have to be fuck Mary friend. Oh my God, every time. And here's why. Listen, calm down. I want to do frontline jobs. 
Ooh, yeah, like, we can't. Not specific people. You can't. You cannot kill oh, any. No, of them. absolutely. That's what not. I'm saying. Yeah. You got to fuck Mary's that friend. Is, uh, yeah, I'll. I'll allow it. Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> so, what do you? What do you think? Do you like that idea? We don't have to. We can scrap it. Oh, dude, absolutely. No, we can fuck do it. Mary friends. Okay. So we're talking doctors, what? like nurses. Okay. Um. Who? Who else? We've got. Um. God, so many people. Grocery store workers. Groceries. Ooh, grocery Honestly. store workers. That's my pick because they help me. Life. Do you know how many <laughs> food delivery <laughs> hundreds of dollars I have spent at the grocery store? I have done my oh two week stock up of groceries uh, every third day. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I know. I know. I love that meme that was like, that was like, uh, this is my fourth time getting my two week <laughs> alcohol store. Oh. Same. same. So we just like keep going back because we're like, what if they close the stores? Like, what if they close the stores and then we don't have this one thing that we want or need? I know. You know, I've done so I've done the almost so, out of my box of wine. Yeah, my wine box is getting pretty low, but it's okay because I have a jug of sangria. So I've got a backup jug. Uh, so we'll be all right. But I did. I went and bought like another big thing of vodka, and it's amazing how you get less picky. In these times, like I was like, what's available? Svedka. It's fifteen ninety nine for like an, a, a giant handle Perfect. coming into my house. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, I'm like, that's it. Googling bathtub <laughs> gin, you know, <laughs> like, what do I need? OK, like this is going to happen. And also, I'm glad yeah. that dispensaries are considered essential in California because honestly, like I was like stockpiling J's over here to make sure that mm-hmm. we make it through. Did you, did you see that thing in Colorado where they were like, they were like, we don't consider weed stores or liquor stores to be essential businesses. And Colorado is one of those states where you can't get liquor in the grocery store. Oh, so no. it's like they're going to close down the liquor stores and the weed stores, dude. And I'm like, oh, we we need it. it. <laughs> I hate it. Yeah. Actually, we need yeah. it. Exactly. I'm sorry, guys. You want me to be like, sorry, Colorado. Keep calm and carry on. You better come with a fifth of fucking bourbon or something, you know, because mm-hmm. that's. Yes. Uh, the red wine is keeping me sedated. Right. I. I just keeping me calm, you know, and I, I took that that pause or what have you. And I've been I've been really good about um, being more mindful, not like drinking a bottle of wine a night or whatever. But um, even still, it's just like I don't, I don't know what I would do right now. Like these are such extreme situations and mm-hmm. like I can't um, I've been meaning to check out Talkspace. Because I'm like, I can't go to my therapist. Mm, yes. And I'm mm-hmm. like. Not sponsored by Talkspace, but yes. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I really, I really want it. Talkspace, if you're out there, I feel like you're doing God's work, especially nowadays. And I'm, ch- I'm checking it out because what else are we supposed to do? Like we have, I'm doing all of my things like going out to run, going out to Bob, but you know, we just, ugh. I can't yeah. imagine yeah, if the liquor you know, stores and the dispensaries were closed. I'd be like. <gasps> Fuck. <laughs> People will start killing each other. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. they will. But also with all of that said, I do want to give a shout out to people who are in recovery in this situation right now because the mm. stress 
of this. I feel mm-hmm. like if you are really trying to like one day at a time, can we talk about how this, many, you know, your sobriety, this could be really hard. How many fucking they're sponsoring teenagers I've seen out too. Like I feel my heart goes out to parents right now who I got personally offended by there were like, I don't know who the fuck are the writers at like Newsweek might not have been Newsweek, but I think probably it was. Who are the writers at like Newsweek or Washington Post or whatever these other publications were that were like millennials at spring break? They just won't stop partying. And I'm like, honey, millennials are in their 30s. That's not us. We are holed up with our anxiety at home watching Netflix. We are not fucking like partying in spring break. You want Gen Z. Okay. You want come for their throats. Yeah. (laughs) Stay away from me. It's not me. I'm drinking wine on my couch. Calm down. Chad in South (laughs) Beach, we don't claim him. That's not us. No, 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 no. no, no. He's not part of my pride. Like, no, he's not part of my tribe. Like, my brothers need to come get their people. My little brothers. I'm like, hey, (laughs) come get your people. So we're fuck, marry, friend, grocery store workers, doctors, and who else? I think nurses. nurses. I think you have to. Yeah, nurses. Yeah. But you know I know what? it's both medical Is there a way to do a fourth? Because delivery people. Oh, my God. God yeah. bless. Oh my God. Postmates. And also truck drivers. This is impossible. <gasps> truck drivers. That's right. Because truck drivers are being treated like garbage. Yeah. And they are the ones getting us all of our yeah. shit. Like our world would stop yeah. if we didn't have truck drivers. It's so hard. Because like, yeah, today it was. I So what I did, since I couldn't go out on my birthday, I spent the money I would have spent on drinks on clothes mm-hmm. yes. <laughs> to wear when this is all yeah. over. And they got delivered this morning. And this woman, like she like literally, cause I was like right by the door when she knocked, she must've like knocked and ran away. Yeah. Cause I like <laughs> caught her like going down my stairs and I was like, thank you. Like waved at her, but they're still yeah. out like having yeah. to come to people's houses and interact with people and bring you stuff. They're going to bring me my shipment of, Sephora skincare products. It's like how about this? Amazing. We'll choose them too, and we'll do fuck, marry, friend, family. Oh, I like okay. that. Okay. All right. All right. I like it. Okay. I like. And let's it. just put truck drivers and delivery people in one. Yeah. How about that? Yeah. I think we put grocery workers and delivery in one. Oh, okay. No. Yeah, yeah. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, no. Because grocery I'm putting with like liquor store people and dispensary people. Got it. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Agreed. Okay. All, All right. right. So we have grocery store, which includes liquor and dispensary. Mm-hmm. We have uh, truck drivers and delivery yep. people. Mm-hmm. We doctors. have doctors and nurses. Doctors. Or do we want to do separate? separate? Doctors and nurses. We- oh, we could just do fuck Mary. Then we could just do three. Oh, yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. Fuck Mary. Okay. okay. Let's All do right. that. Okay. Okay. I am going to fuck grocery store, liquor, dispensary. Because I'm um, going to get high. I'm going to eat, eat all the food. All the food. <laughs> I'm going to get hi and get a bottle of wine and we just gonna fucking chill and oh it's just gonna be one of those lazy fucks you know where you just like turn over and they kind of slip it in from behind (laughs) oh (laughs) 
I personally, I, I love yeah, a lazy tired. fuck. I'm tired. You're tired. You just worked me a fucking too. 12 hour shift. Lazy fuck. Oh I'm my God. The down. days are behind me when I want to be doing like fucking acrobatics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I'm like, I'm, I'm We're tired. All tired. <laughs> you can slip it in from behind. I'm happy about it. I'm fucking grocery store workers. I'm going mm. to marry. Okay. I'm going to marry a delivery driver. They're fucking okay. hardworking. They're reliable. They are mm-hmm. just like the people that are out there doing that job. And I know a lot of people, actually. I know a lot of people that have worked for UPS, that have worked for Amazon. And that's the thing. They work long hours. It's very physical. And they're just, they're, they're good, strong, reliable people. You can count on them to get your shit to you. If like you need something, you can count on them. And that's important in a marriage. And I'm going to. F- yeah. And truck drivers, too. I mean, they don't stop for nothing. No. Yeah. No. My dad. Dad's a has done truck driving. And then mm-hmm. I'm going to I'm going to friend doctors and nurses because I've had lots of drinks. I have had lots of friends. My fucking aunt Tracy is a nurse practitioner. They're my best friends in the world. That's what I'm going for. And they. Psh- my God, dude, they're wild. They're wild to hang out with nurses. Are yes. so fun. To Almost be as crazy with. as hairdressers. <laughs> <laughs> dude, we have a group of nurses that comes into my work. They come in like at um when we used to be open for dining. We come in at eight a.m. and would order like fucking mimosas, bloody marys, like yeah. bottles Hell of yes. champagne. And I was like, yes, pour it out. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. So yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm going with. Okay, so. I'm going to, I am going to fuck a delivery person slash truck driver because I feel like, you know what? They're on the road a lot. When they're home, they're like there to be like, we're, we're going to like do the damn thing. Like when they're home, do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like they're going to come through your city. They're going to do the deed. And then they're going to be on to the next. And I'm okay with fuck that. Out. I like that from a fuck buddy. I think that's good. And again, they're reliable. If they say they're going to be there at 8, if your dick appointment is 8 p.m., they're going to be there at 8 p.m. Yeah. Okay? They're not Comcast. That's when your package has arrived. Yeah, that's right. So, <laughs> so yeah, I'm going to do that. And then I am going to marry doctors slash nurses because of the same thing that Christina was talking about. They are fucking bananas. Mm-hmm. They're super fun. Uh, and yeah, I think that they're doing fucking God's work right now. I saw a thing on Instagram that was like nurses showing their like, oh, bruises. Yeah. Like they have literal bruises because they're keeping their face masks on so tight on their faces oh. and they're working such insane hours. And the kind of heart that I think goes along with that job, especially nurses, because I feel like it's often thankless. Yeah. Like I've known a lot of nurses and it's often like a very thankless job. So well, they get uh, the kind of heart. They get so shit on because they're, they're dealing with people at very vulnerable and very like, people like sick people so they get so much abuse and they're dealing with families that are scared and they're you know taking a lot of abuse from our fucking shit ass insurance system 
where people are upset and yeah. scared about that and taking it out on them. So yeah, I mean, I completely agree with you. I think nursing is one of the hardest professions you can get into right now. Yeah. And I think you have to have a certain kind of disposition and heart and patience to have yep. that job. And so I think that that could make for a really wonderful spouse. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah, I'm going to marry nurses and doctors. Mm-hmm. And then I am going to friend the grocery store workers. Honestly, my heart is with these grocery store workers because I again I've been at the store like a couple times since this whole thing has started and every time I see these people I'm just like I, if I could hug you right now I fucking would <laughs> I really would if and I could like, buy you a drink don't. please do I not would. Hug yeah me. they're like six feet minimum but <laughs> <laughs> ma'am ma'am please don't ma'am ma'am back I have off. yet to find uh, toilet paper I swear to God I've been four oh, four shit. times since this whole thing went down. You can't order it on Amazon. You can't get it in the stores. I'm I've got like, I don't know, eight, nine rolls, but I'm just like right, you can't get do you it need, on. Do you need me Amazon. to mail you a roll? I might. I might I might need you to toss it to me from your balcony. They actually you know what? I don't know if we will be to the store again before things get even more crazy lockdown. Uh, but we were there because we had to pick up something more vodka, probably. Uh, <laughs> we were there uh, a few days ago and we bought another, like just a little thing of toilet paper. Yeah. It was like six rolls or something, but they they do have it. Okay. At the one near us. So if, if I do end up going back and I see some, I'll buy some for okay. you. Because I think we have enough now to be just fine. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, all right, I've Cassie. Like 12 rolls that so far. So <laughs> all right. So I think that I am going to uh let's see. I am going to friend nurses and doctors and here's why because I've heard that you're if you're like your husband's a doctor, he can't like operate on you and do stuff on you, right? Like so I might need them in a pinch and that would put us in a very vulnerable situation mm-hmm. if I was married to that person. There you go. And I fucking. But what if you were love. friends? Like, can you operate on someone you're you have a, a friendship with? I thought it was just family. Maybe I not. don't know. Oh, you shit. know what? They just just be like, don't tell them. Yeah. Don't tell them we know each other. Shh. Quite. Don't quite, tag quite. me we're in good. any of your Facebook pictures. That's right. <laughs> um, and then I'm going to fuck. I'm gonna fuck grocery and deli- or grocery and uh, the liquor store etc yeah mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah it's gonna be a good time it's gonna be a good time it's gonna they're gonna come with or they're gonna come with all the heat mm-hmm. yeah and i thought you were gonna stop after they're gonna come and i was like oh, well okay <laughs> <laughs> they are gonna come and the end <laughs> uh and then did you I'm guys gonna... have that uh did you guys have that uh what was it the gas station place that was come and go no. no no did you guys not we have that about, it would, no we talked about it did here. we okay all right it. no need to rehash it but it just pops into my mind at like inopportune moments i'm like horrible. come and go with, with, a a K. K. with a k k u m honestly k u m the most offensive to me honestly <laughs> i can't believe karen lets them get away with that to be honest because it's like dead midwest <laughs> right like it's so bad yeah come and go in Missouri, in Oklahoma, <laughs> yeah. in Texas. Mm-hmm. Like, what? <laughs> uh, and then I'm going to marry the truck driver delivery guy because 
Yeah, I just I I travel for work. They travel for work. We come home on the weekends and we do the right thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know what? If I were to say that Chris would have any of those jobs, I would say that Chris would be like a truck driver delivery person of those three. Yeah. I think that his disposition is more like that. He's like chill. He's like just fucking lay back. He would love to be on the road by himself. In a truck listening to podcasts yeah. and sports radio. Yeah, I, I could absolutely see that. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Awesome. awesome. Well, you guys want to take five and we'll come back with stories. And we're back. Hey, All guys. Right. Cassie, you want to take us away with the first story? Yes. So um, I got this story from Reddit. So this story is, um, I'm not going to name it. <laughs> uh, it just, took a left turn that's what i'll call it so i'm a cisgender male i matched with this one girl on tinder we decided to meet up at a local park since it's public and we had chance to walk around and have a nice chat plus the weather was pretty nice suddenly though the weather got pretty cold and windy she suggested we go to my car for warmth and continued to talk and maybe exchange some youtube videos that's what we did until she got a little bit frisky I was okay with it. We started to make out. This is fine. She grabbed my chest. Unexpected, but okay. Then she dropped the bomb on me. You're such a pretty girl. That was a bit much. I didn't really like the direction that was going. I pulled back and said, um, what? Wait. <laughs> Time out. So from what I remember, the first sentence was he's a cisgender male, right? Yep. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. I- so, okay. She immediately really apolo- she was really apologetic and started crying. She calmed down and told me that she's been trying to suppress the fact that she's a lesbian even though she's always known. Oh. It's because her mom is extremely religious. I didn't quite know how to react, but okay, kind of awkward, but cuz I'm a man, but I'm glad she's living her true self. Then things got kind of off the rails. She decided that then and there she was going to call her mom and come out to her. I asked her if she thought that was a good idea. She said, I don't care. She called her mom still in the car and came out to her. There was screaming and crying on the other end of the line. I couldn't quite make out what she was, uh, what she was saying. But at one point she just started weeping and saying, mom, please. So long story short, she was kind of kicked out of the house. I'm sorry. Is this a first date? That's yes. what I was saying. A first date? That's what I was saying. I was like, no, there's just a rule. No parents on the first date. Like ever. I can't think of a no situation. No parents and also just like no heavy shit. Like, like heavy. don't like I understand and I support you a hundred percent in being like, I'm going to live my truth. I'm going to come out to my parents. Like I need to do this for me. I am yeah. with you a hundred percent. Yes. Queen. A but stranger. I don't know you. Yeah, that's exactly right. Just like we are strangers. I don't in a stranger's car. How, okay. So she's having a full blown panic attack, which I can, can't really judge her for. I mean, I wouldn't, uh, But when she calmed down a bit, I asked her if there was somewhere she can stay. She said she had a dad, had her dad. I said, no problem. Where does he live? 60 miles away was the answer. But I am nothing if not a man of my word. So I drove her there. She spent the whole car ride. Time out. I he sounds wonderful. 
he truly sounds wonderful. But does she not have any friends she can call? I mean, like I if, if I was in this situation and I was on a date with somebody, I would call one of you and be like, can you drive me to my dad's house? Yeah. Do you know like, what I mean? Yeah, why, totally. Why would you feel comfortable doing this kind of personal shit around a stranger? Because this makes me cringe like in her shoes, too, because like I don't like to feel my feelings in front of people I don't know. Are you fucking kidding me? Oh, God, especially not people I don't know. Yeah. And it makes me then it makes me wonder if like something maybe she doesn't have friends like is something wrong like I don't know like because I'm just like why wouldn't you I wouldn't want to be around a stranger if this happened like I would call you guys and be like this is so embarrassing can you come pick me up I'm with this guy can you please take me to my dad's like I just need to cry and be with my friend you know what I mean so I'm just like awful awful and Every way you look at it. So I drive her there. She spent the whole car ride on the phone with him in tears. I didn't hear much from much, but from what I can tell, uh, judging by what she was saying, he sounded like he was really nice and a total supportive dad. When we got there, her dad thanked me for giving her a ride. And to his credit, he fed me dinner, gave me 50 bucks in gas money. So that was really nice of him. I just went home and slept. Oh my God, that's so cute. I know. I texted her a week later to make sure she was doing okay and check in with her. But that was the end of our correspondence. Can you imagine? Oh, my God. I feel terrible for everybody involved. But shout out to that fucking dad. But honestly, shout out to this guy, too, who really didn't have to do that. Yeah. He could have been like, I'm just dropping you off. You find your own ride or something. I don't know. But he he did go above and beyond. Yeah. Complete stranger. Yeah. 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 He did. Aww, That's amazing. It's kind of kind of good. I hope it worked out. Yeah. Hopefully she's living her best life yeah. now. And also to Aww. that mom, just like how could you ever? Mm. Like I don't understand. I don't have kids. The love I have for my cats. <laughs> there is literally nothing that my cats could do that would make me love them less. So I don't understand. I don't understand this like idea that like you could have a child and you could love them more than anything in the whole wide world. And then they could say anything to you that could make you be like, never mind. Like, I I just don't understand that. Especially something so trivial as to like who they are attracted to or who they want to love. It just it It seems so affects your life. Not at all. It seems so trivial to me that I'm just like. Okay, like I can understand having to grapple with something if your kid was like, I killed like sixty two people. You'd be like, Sure, I need to come to come to grips with that, but someone be That's different. (laughs) That's a hell of a lot different than loving someone. Exactly. That's right. (laughs) That's not even in the same boat. Not even at all in the same boat at (laughs) all. And so I just I don't get why people are still so They're not hurting anybody. No. What what why does it bother you so much? It doesn't make yeah. any sense. I could never see like loving someone less because of that. It just doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. Okay. So I've got a story that was written into us a while ago. And it says, as a single lady in a big city, I tend to find myself on a lot of Tinder dates. While some go well and others are duds, none have been as weird as this one. It was a Friday night. I had two holiday parties to go to later in the night, and I was off work early. I was texting all my friends searching for a happy hour buddy, but no one would be ready till at least nine, and I was ready to start drinking immediately. (laughs) That's how I feel like getting off on like corona time. I'm like, 
I'm I'm ready for a drink right now. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I get like itchy like towards the end of my work day where I'm just like, can we wrap this up? Like <laughs> I'm ready. I'm ready to like slap the bag on my on my Franzia. Come on. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> I started scrolling through Tinder around 3 p.m. to find a drinking buddy. <laughs> I don't know that that's <laughs> the best. You're like, I just need someone to drink with on Tinder. Dude, Did you, would you ever have done that, Christina? I, I did. <laughs> yeah. I just to find a happy hour buddy? Yeah. 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 I would just like find, find right. people to just like go and have a have a drink. I mean, it was pretty easy. Like if I got bored on like a Wednesday or Thursday... Just like go on and just find somebody and be like, hey, do you want to go grab like happy hour or something? And be like, yeah, let's do it. Like I did it several times. Most times with All right. most times without incident. Most times we're like absolutely fine. It was like maybe sometimes it was like, oh, OK, like, cool. I'm attracted to you. You're attracted to me. But like that was like a, such a slim margin. Most times it was just like just somebody to go have a drink with. On both sides. Yeah. Honestly. Oh, okay. So you guys had like an understanding. Like this is not a date. This is just like I'm bored on a Tuesday night at 5 Correct. p.m. Yeah. Yeah. Can you meet me for two for one margaritas? Exactly. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> great. Great. Okay. Uh, this attractive boy answered. He happened to be off work and was ready to start his Friday early too. We decided to meet up at a bar that is known for their $6 pitchers of beer. I show up and the night goes pretty smooth. He was uh, he was a pitcher deep before I got there, but I caught up. <laughs> we had a lot of similar interests and seemed to enjoy the same vices. Two pitchers each. Wow. And about two hours later. That's Dude, a lot. That's of a beer. lot. Not that I'm judging. I, no, no. I'm not judging at all. But I can tell you at two pitchers deep, there's a lot of things that I would do that I wouldn't do. Not two pitchers deep. <laughs> Uh, I'll that's exactly right I'll tell you like I'm not a beer drinker but as we know I like a good michelada which by the way I was heartbroken last time I went to the store because I'd been craving them and they were out of micheladas at the store it was very sad just get Um, yourself some beer and then I and bloody mary mix I feel like I can't do it as well as the just the mulatto tall boy is like all I want yeah uh modello sorry the modello I was like wait I don't think it's called (laughs) mulatto (laughs) Oh no! Uh, oh, I can oh. say that because I am one. Exactly, um, me too. Oh. <laughs> wow. But but yeah, that's all I want. But I can say like last time I bought one was whenever I was I was doing my hair and it took me like six hours and I took that time to watch six straight hours of Love Is Blind, <laughs> and uh, I drank the whole Tall Boy fairly quickly, like within the first hour and a half probably I like drank the whole top boy and I was fucking feeling it and like it was it's just beer like you, sh- you feel like it shouldn't like fuck you up we have this idea about beer like it's not gonna fuck you up but like two pitchers in two hours I've I've honey. been wrecked I I don't I don't have a wrecked. tolerance for beer I don't know why it like fucks me up more than other stuff I don't have it very much so I think maybe that's why yeah. I don't yeah. know I don't know uh, so after the two pitchers in two hours, we decided to go find a pack of cigarettes. We conveniently end up at a bodega under his apartment. Conveniently. I also. That was planned. I'm telling you, two pitchers of beer. Are you peeing every five minutes? Because I fucking would be. 
literally. Yes, beer makes me pee, pee like nothing like, else. Like there's nothing else that makes me pee like that. And every every three minutes, like this is not this is not going to go well. Is she going to pee on him or something? Because this is this is oh, what no. I feel like. This if I was in this story, I I'd have peed my pants by now. I feel like you've peed your pants on several occasions, according to this podcast. Maybe. So maybe it doesn't take that much, is all I'm saying. <laughs> okay. Shame receipt time. It, that's true. I have a very small bladder and like I'm very sensitive to like to liquids. And, and the amount of beer that we're talking about here, I'm like, do I have to pee right now, actually? <laughs> Be- beer is different, too. Mm-hmm. Like it's like... It is a different kind of pee urgency that happens whenever you are drinking You're beer. So great. I don't know what it is. Wine, yeah, wine. Yeah. You can hold it for a while. Yeah, you're like I can I can hold this down and then like leave in a classy way where I'm just like, pardon me, excuse me, I need to use the powder room. But if you fucking are drinking beer, you're, you're like, like got- I'm gonna pee like a racehorse. Like, it's emergency. Listen, I gotta go I've to the pisser. <laughs> Yeah, I got to piss. Bye. Look, I've given birth to two live children. I coughed today and pissed myself a little, okay? So I don't want to fucking talk about it. There you go. That is real life. Okay. Real. Real okay. talk. Real talk. All right. So they're at the bodega under his apartment. Conveniently. On accident. <laughs> Conveniently. Right. Okay. Uh, and decided to smoke a pack up on his porch. How did that conversation go? Like you're, he's like, oh, 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 what's this? Oh, what's this? My, my apartment just happens to be upstairs. Maybe we should smoke our cigarettes on my balcony. Oh, How strange. Oh. What a crazy random happenstance. Weird. Sir. He's fucking Sir. asshole. <laughs> my God. Uh, at his apartment, we continued drinking and decided it was a good idea to take shots? Question mark, question mark. <laughs> Oh, it Jesus. wasn't a good idea. It was not. It wasn't. It wasn't. Thank you. No. That reminded me so much of the Ron Howard narration for Arrested Development. You're like, spoiler alert. It was not a good idea. It was not. It was not. Pause. <laughs> Everyone pause. It was not a good idea. Uh, and she says, in par- parentheticals, let me remind you, it is like 6.37 p.m. <laughs> hey. It's 7 p.m. You have two pitches of beer and shots. Honey. You're not going to any holiday parties. Pump them breaks. Or if you the are. The sun's not even down yet. If you are going to holiday parties, shit's about to go. Like, if that's where you start, <laughs> your finish line has just gone to a place no man has gone before. This is like yeah, Captain it's dangerous. Picard territory that you're in right now. <laughs> you're on the SS Shit Enterprise. Shit is dangerous. That's right. You are on the SS Enterprise. So true. <laughs> after a couple of shots we started making out on his couch i told him i didn't want to hook up or do anything further he said this was okay we continued making out and next thing i know he picks me up and fireman throws me over his shoulder and starts carrying me to his bedroom pause that would be hot if you hadn't already told him that you didn't want to hook up like you said you didn't want to hook up so at that point i'm Mm -hmm. like why are you i where are you taking me Sir, put me down. Okay. Um. Mm-hmm. He for, first of mm-hmm. all, tiny. First of all, tiny girls. <laughs> if someone ever <laughs> fireman picks me up, I'm a lot of woman. Maybe they're love. really tall, Christina. Kind of, kind of tall, kind of big. I'm like, I have 
I have never dated a guy that can fucking fireman pick me up. And if that's the case, I'm sorry. Like all all bets are off. That's hot as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> my God. Oh my God. But no, she said no. You know what? That's you not, you killed that's the not cool. But oh my god, you killed the rock last week, and he could have fireman picked you up. I'm just saying. Hell just yeah, saying. he could have. <laughs> oh, you have so to reevaluate right. your decision. You're so right. <laughs> I picked Morgan Freeman. I was listening to that back. I was like, what the fuck was I thinking? <laughs> None of us know. <laughs> you did. None of us know. You did. I don't know. It's a mystery to everyone. Spur of the moment. It literally. Wor- Worsty Nation out. is scratching their head. They were fucking confused. Like, for sure. <laughs> what? <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. He drops me on his bed and we continue to make out. He goes to take off my clothes and I emphasize we are not hooking up. In my drunk mind, I'm thinking, eh. He deserves some titties. So I let him take off my shirt. We continue to make out and roll around. We take a pause and I'm lying there shirtless. And he takes his. Is this youngling? I know this is a kind of yeah, beer. Yeah, Yingling. it's from yeah. Pittsburgh. Yeah. Okay. That kind of beer. And he. <laughs> it's from where? Pennsylvania. Oh, uh, okay. I think she and paused. He, yeah, you cut out. Sorry. So he takes it and he, all caps, pours it on my tits. Well, no. What? Wow. Okay. (laughs) I was shook. I told him to clean it up, but he just sat there laughing. I said again, wipe it off. And he continued to laugh. So I did uh, what any reasonable beer soaked person would do and rolled over and dried myself off on his comforter. Yep. He proceeded to. Mm-hmm. that's right i told you to fucking go get me a towel yeah the fuck what are you doing uh he proceeded to start yelling and said all caps what the fuck cunt <gasps> okay oh fucking k okay yeah yeah uh, this is this isn't the time to whip out the c word, sir. I've I've wow. actually I'm shocked that mm-hmm. I've never wow. been called the c word um, as much times as I've probably earned it. But you, I've never been called it. And you know what? I don't even think I've ever really, honestly, heard anybody use it in like an actual insulting way. I like I've heard people joke. With that word, but I've never. If, I I think it would be shocking to me if someone ever directed it at me in like a, uh, meaning to insult me. You know what I mean? I think I, I would pay a lot of money to be a fly on the wall to watch <laughs> you be in that girl's situation. Have somebody call you a cunt, Keegan. <laughs> Um, because the look oh, on your no. face that I'm imagining right now is <laughs> fire, priceless flames. That is flames. a level of anger that I don't think I've ever seen in this lifetime. Well, Yikes. I know we're going to talk about this at the end of this episode, but when I was watching Tiger King, oh. <laughs> Anthony 
because there's a part in that, listeners, where there is some misogyny happening in Wait, that show. Is this going to be our next degree. special episode? I think we should do. Another, it can be. Yeah, I'm. I'm down, girl. But, you need there to start is so watching, much, Cassie. I swear to God. I, I didn't think I had to because I listened to the podcast, but now I have to. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It, it. I. I was so. I was texting you guys like furiously. Like I was like so shook not just about the whole thing but that part in particular where like girl this fucking asshole it gets was, worse. Like, such a piece of shit i know it gets worse. i'm watching it tonight i know i know but anyway yes you're right if somebody fucking said i i i truly literally don't know how i would respond mm-hmm. if someone said this to me non-ironically in a non-joking manner right i can't and imagine me the anthony pouring yingling on you no, I'd be like, uh, well, I mean, I guess I'm sleeping on the couch and you're sleeping in here because <laughs> if it was all over our bed, are you kidding me? Yeah, Absolutely no. not. I don't like I mess. Didn't we just talk about how we're fucking like lazy at this shit at this point? Mm-hmm. I'm like, I am not trying to clean up. Yeah. Okay. Now, now like, we got to bring cream into this. <laughs> exactly. No. And not only do you have to do laundry, you have to do laundry in like a separate laundry pile. Because it's just like you can't put like a a beer soaked or like a whipped cream soaked sheet in with the rest of your laundry. No, that's separate shit. Your bed clothes and stuff like that don't go in with your T-shirts and your pajama pants. And now and now you're making me spend more money like I pay for my laundry. Yeah, me too. Mm -hmm. I I would live in an apartment complex. Sir, this fucking absolutely not. I need to know what happens. This fucking guy. Anyway, it's his own comforter, which is why he called her a cunt. So um, I said, well, I told you to clean it up. He started whining about his bed being wet with beer and that when I got up uh, and that is when I got up and put my shirt on and noped the fuck out of there. He still hits me up for a second date despite me not answering him. I am hoping I am the only girl he has poured beer on and called a cunt. But from his reaction, I seriously doubt it. Oh, so true. People who throw but because people who throw that word around so loosely like you for sure, like you clearly don't have an understanding of like the seriousness with which the rest of the world uses this word. Well, then there's, there's, <laughs> or the rest of the states, I guess. Absolutely. And then there's other stuff too that's underneath that. If they are so cavalier with it, it's because they're in chat right. rooms or other things with other really misogynistic, really fucking hateful people that use that word very loosely. And so it's like, yeah, okay. Yeah. And uh, this is, Oh, sorry. Yeah. I mean, like, and this is somebody you just, Oh no, you're good. You cut out. So I couldn't tell when you stopped talking, but this is also someone that you just met too. Like that's part of it where I'm just like, we've talked about that so many times. We just talked about that on our double date episode with Kelly, uh, with boobies and newbies Mm -hmm. where it's just like you, and I understand they're fucking wasted. Clearly, right. they've been taking shots. They've been drinking beer. So maybe their level of like decision making is altered. Clearly, right. but also it's one of those things where it's just like if you're on a first date, or even if it's not a date date, like you were saying, Christina, it's just like a hey, let's get together because we're both bored situation. It's somebody new who you just fucking met, yeah, right? And it's just like for you to whip out something that potentially insulting. Is so we got two things shocking. You can leave at home for a first date. 
parents and the C word. Yeah. Yeah, yep. leave it at home. Also, don't pour your fucking beer on me. Mm. I'm not into it. If that's your kink, that's something that we need to talk about beforehand. I can work <laughs> around it, but like you got to let me mm. know. I'll tell, you, I'll tell you what that makes me think like pouring liquids or whatever. I'm like, I bet he wants to pee on her. <gasps> oh, I don't like that. Not Let's not yucking up. anyone's yum. I'm just saying not yucking anyone's saying, yum. He's just seeing, but not for he's me. Just seeing how cool she is with it. He mm. saw her reaction. He's like, nope, not for you. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. <laughs> Baby step in there. How are you with beer? How are you with this candle? Other yellow liquids. <laughs> but here's the thing. And here's the thing. And I feel like people need to hear this. And that's that. And we've said it in so many words on this podcast before. But that's that like, don't assume that people won't be into the thing that you're into. Yeah. Like, they might be like they might be completely totally cool with the thing that you want to do but you gotta give somebody a heads up okay you also just you gotta, gotta fucking let them know the first date is that it's coming it's just not the place to like go into that fucking blind you have to build the foundation of trust first and that's the that's sometimes the problem or what i found was the problem with online dating is that people were jumping into bed so quickly and i mean i don't care so much about that but it's like if you want to do something that is quote unquote outside the box i do feel like there has to be some sort of foundation of trust and a conversation or something there beyond just we met on an app and have been texting back and forth and laughed at the same meme. And now I want to pee on you. And it's like, <laughs> yes, I might listen. I'm this is going to come out wrong, but whatever. I'm I, I'm not I'm I'm GGG. Thank you, Dan Savage. And to any Dan Savage listeners, if you don't listen to Savage Lovecast, it's a fucking incredible podcast and I'll shout it out all day long. So if you want to do something like pee on me, like, fine, let's have a conversation about it. But I'm definitely not open really to that kind of conversation on a first date without some sort of foundation laid first. Right. I mean, and, and that's what I was saying. It's just like, it might not be my thing, but for the right person, if I felt like I had some kind of like connection with you, I respect you as a human being. Uh, I know that this is like, I understand it in the context of who you are as a human right. being. Then, then I can be like, let me think about it. Let me figure out where I land mm -hmm. on it. And let me sort out my true feelings about it and we can have a conversation about it. But if you just, first of all, do it without right. consent, not okay. Exactly. Like truly not okay. Especially since she made it very clear that she was like not wanting to engage in sex. Like, you know yeah, what I mean? She, uh, and not that that's sex, but you like fucking l let somebody yeah. know. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> have a conversation. That's all. Oh. Yeah. So uh, thank you for writing in to us. We appreciate your message. And I have another one that wrote into us. The title is Perfection. It's called Shame Receipts All Around. Oh, no. <laughs> Very good. Okay. She says, I met this guy. Let's call him Brad at a ping pong tournament bar. 
I didn't know those. Ex- I actually love that. Um, I'm so craving social interaction right now that I would, I would give anything for a ping pong bar. I'm like, please, God, I would fucking love it. I'm like, can we? I was playing Wii Bowling the other day, and I was like, God, I fucking wish we could bowl with other humans God. in a bowling alley. That's how hard up we are. Oh, is that exactly. bowling sounds fun? I would do it. Oh my God. She says, it's in the middle of Hollywood and my friend was the person putting on the ping pong tournament. So my friend and I went to support him. Shockingly, it was pretty dead. (laughs) This is (laughs) (laughs) pre-corona. People had standards for social interaction. (laughs) We were pretty bored until frat bro number one and two walked in. At the time, that seemed like a good thing. Let's call guy number one Brad. Drinks later, we ended up at their buddy's house for a light makeout session. My friend and I crashed out, and the next morning, we found Brad completely naked in the bathtub. Oh, 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 shit. <laughs> That's a shock in the morning when you're like, oh, my God, I have to pee, and I have a huge headache. You have to do your morning pee. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. The morning pee. Oh, you've got morning. a headache. You're disoriented because you're not in your yeah, house. naked stranger. That's <laughs> That's too much. She says, for some reason, I decided to continue to see this guy, even though he lived in Santa Barbara and I lived in North Hollywood. Absolutely fucking not. That's a two hour drive. Oh, no, 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 no. I know for a man who got naked the first time you met him in a bathtub. Uh uh-uh. uh. I ghosted <laughs> somebody that lived in Pasadena and I live in West Hollywood. I was like, sorry. <laughs> Things were going well. After some time, I met his mom and we eventually sealed the deal. I was spending a weekend with him in Santa Barbara and he mentioned he was going to be in L.A. the following weekend, but that he wasn't sure he could see me. Something about a bros night in a party bus and that he would do his best to come over. No worries. Just keep me in the loop. He reminds me we aren't exclusive yet. I thought, well, that's oh. a strange thing to say, but okay. It's it's he's laying the Ugh. foundation because he wants to bone somebody yeah, else. That's, that's exactly what's happening. right. Yeah. Yeah. And also like, mm, mm, mm. anyways, I'll, I'll continue before we digress. Uh, Red yes, flags is yeah. all. The weekend arrives and he starts off being normal and communicating, but then he becomes increasingly scarce to the point I'm a little worried. A whole weekend in LA with, Barely any communication. Monday finally arrives and he has some stupid story about why he couldn't communicate, but he is still being shady. Okay, so I, I'm i assuming that when she says we finally make things official, or we finally seal the deal, so what she said, um, that she's talking about saying like, okay, we're boyfriend, girlfriend. That's how we. Oh, I, I was it. thinking seal the deal means I thought they had sex. sex. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But I don't know. I'm like, but he's saying they're not exclusive. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know what yeah, that means. So they must not be boyfriend, girlfriend. It must be the way that you guys interpreted it as like they they just did it. And because but she's met his parents. Exactly. Though. That's what's so confusing to me. I'm like, I'm not going to even just because I fucked you doesn't mean that I want to like spend time with your parents. Definitely but also not. fucking red flag if a man unprompted or woman, actually, if anybody that you're in a relationship with didn't mean to be so heteronormative, mm-hmm. like if 
anyone you're in a relationship with goes out of their way unprompted to be like, we ain't exclusive though. Right before they go on a trip, after right. it means they're they're trying to get some like a hundred percent. Like because there's no reason why they'd bring yeah, it up. Exactly. There's no reason why would you bring it up? Yeah. And if you thought that this was like an understanding that you had, why would you need to bring it up? Like it's just a weird. It, you know that they're they're trying to get it in. Yeah, if they say that. Okay, so she goes on Facebook, and there is about a hundred pictures with him and some chick. Let's call her Katie. They are all over each other from this weekend. Now, it's one thing to date multiple people and be open about it. It's another to be on social media with both girls and vomit PDA pics of you and the other girl. Of course, I was my own Captain Snoopy pants and looked all into this girl, a hairdresser based in L.A., she was gorgeous. No hate on her. I'm sure she didn't know about me at all. So I'm devastated. It wasn't me. <laughs> Cassie. It wasn't me. No, I'm just, I'm so confused because I'm like, it's the whole meet his mom thing that threw me off because I'm just like, are they boyfriend, girlfriend, or did they just like sleep together? But like, regardless, like, I've been really like cryptic social media wise posting and I was definitely very like, I ain't posting shit online. <laughs> That's a right? whole nother level. That is official with a capital O when you post shit That's online. Right. I I agree. Yeah. And it's weird to me that he would post this many pictures with somebody when he was dating somebody right. else. Yeah. It's bold. It's very bold. Or just very bold like cotton. clueless. Either bad. But... So she says, so I'm devastated and rip him a new one via text about how classless that was. And he couldn't have just said he wasn't feeling it anymore. P.S. Why introduce me to your mom? Exactly. Thank you. That's a big one. So fast forward several months, obviously over him and have moved on at the time. And I worked at the Cheesecake Factory. I went to the bar to pick up my table's drinks when lo and behold, Katie is sitting at the bar. Oh, no. Oh, no. no. She said shame receipts all around. So this is about to get bad. Enter stalker version of myself. Oh, no. We've all been there. I say, are you Katie? She, confused looking, says, "Uh, yeah, me. And you're a hairdresser, right? Oh, my God. It sounds so crazy. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Do I know you? Me. No. And I don't really know you either. But I know of you because I was dating Brad. No, no. And then he posted a whole bunch of pictures with you on Facebook. And that's how I learned we were no longer dating. Poor girl was so awkward. She was like, oh, sorry. I told her no shade on her. She didn't know about me. It was just a shitty way to find out. And her face had stuck in my mind. She said they were no longer dating. And I told her I was sorry to hear that, but that maybe both of us are better off. My drinks were ready. So I delivered them to my table and did my rounds. A few minutes later, I came back to the bar for more drinks. And Katie was gone. (laughs) 
Yeah, yeah, she's like, goodbye. Goodbye. The bartender said she couldn't run fast enough to get away. Sorry, Katie. Didn't mean to scare you. Oh, no. But you know what? I have to say this, though, is like that could have gone one of two ways. It could have gone the way it went where shit. Well, actually, it could have gone one of three ways. It could have gone the way it went where shit was like awkward. It could have gone away where it was like Amber from Love is Blind and she was still with Brad and now she wants to murder yeah. you. <laughs> or it could have end the third and better way, best way, where you two become best friends right. now. She's like, fuck Brad. <laughs> yeah, I hate him. Yeah, where, where you guys are both like, yeah, fuck Brad. Let's do yeah. shots. And now you're best friends <laughs> yeah. and you're friends to this day. Uh, it just happened to not go that well, way. <laughs> there's more. <gasps> oh no <laughs> wait oh no okay moments okay. later i get a text from bathtub brad <laughs> no what uh, no katie must have texted him he texted me how much he missed her and asked me what he should do what the fuck are you asking me dating advice for with the girl you left me for? I what? <laughs> I told him that he should tell her how much he misses her and try to work it out. And if it's meant to be, it's meant to be. Spoiler alert. She's so nice. It was not. She was not interested. <laughs> I felt bad oh. that Katie probably thought I was a psycho. But when you're Captain Snoopy Pants, sometimes you remember faces. LOL. Oh my oh god! No. <laughs> oh, I actually no. fucking love everything about that story. That's Dude. hilarious. Oh, I mean, no. it's not. I don't love everything about it, but it is really Dude, funny. The other, oh, the other day, so Eric's been moving in, and so he's got like a bunch of hard drives, and he was showing me pictures of his mom and and all kinds of things, and and there were pictures of his ex girlfriend on there. And I was like, I felt like Captain Snoopy Pants at that moment because I was like memorizing everything about her face. Yes. And every detail. And then I kind of felt bad because like at the end of, of seeing it, like I said, a couple of things. And then I was like, oh, and I kind of feel bad. But is it like terrible that I feel <laughs> amazing that I'm so much no. hotter than you? No, is the answer. I knew what you were about to say before you said it. And the answer is fucking no. We all do that. That is fucking human nature. Every single one of us does that where we we look at it like my ex. I you better believe and I don't really care if anybody judges me for this. You better believe after we broke up and he started dating somebody else that like I went to her Facebook and like scrolled late night in bed, hair scarf on, scrolled through all of her profile mm -hmm. pictures. Oh, yeah. And like looked at her and I was just like, yeah, I'm hotter. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we all do that. We all do that yep. comparison for better or for worse, whether mm. it's healthy or not is highly debatable. But it's it's like a human, human response. It's very, very normal. One of my favorite things from Sex in the City ever. It's a very small part, but it's when... Um, Carrie is so upset about Big leaving her for Natasha. And she's just, mm -hmm. she's having lunch with her girlfriends. And she's like, Natasha, what kind of bullshit name is Natasha? Which 
is so stupid. I totally remember and, that episode. And they're just, they just agree with her. They're like, oh yeah, totally. You know what I mean? And that's what girlfriends are for. That's so yes, because obviously Nat- Natasha's a perfectly fine name. If your name is Natasha, it's a beautiful <laughs> name. There's nothing wrong with that. But that's but what you do. If you're hurting, <laughs> yeah, if you're hurting, it doesn't matter. Like for instance, my ex, the guy, the guy, the girl that he dated after me, she had like curly red hair. And I think our friend Amy, her hair was beautiful. Like, honestly, I look at it and I'm like, no, her hair is actually gorgeous. Looks like Merida from Brave. Yeah. But like our, our friend who was like my best friend, she like came to me and was like, God, her hair is like so stupid. Like, you know, like she just like would say things to me that I'm just like, yeah, you're it right. Stupid. It is stupid. stupid. <laughs> and like looking back, I'm like, no, it's not stupid. She's got beautiful that's, hair. But that's like what you do, you just find things. Yeah. You find things to bond over and like be pissed about. <laughs> oh, God. OK, well, are you guys ready for my crazy and love story? Yes. Oh, my gosh. I'm so ready. OK. Ready. Oh, I sound like so, all slurry from wine. I'm so ready. All right. So my story, I don't know if you guys have heard this story or not, but it's uh Listen, I was trying to think of something like, oh, like Keegan, like you did last week that was like distant and far away and didn't feel like it had an impact on today. And unfortunately, that is not the direction I went. <laughs> um, That's OK. We have to keep being who yes, we are you know during this quarantine. We can't let it change mm-hmm. us. This is a semi-current story um, and it is an important story. Oh, and I don't know that you guys know it. Maybe Keegan, you might, because maybe it's something you might have covered on Angry Neighborhood Feminist. But oh no, I, which means it's going to be terrible. It's not great. I mean, sad. Not not it, a bad story. It's not great. It's not good. So I got a lot of my information on True Crime Daily. Uh, this a story or an article written by Narissa Knight. Um, mm-hmm. I initially found the story from a, a Sundance channel had uh, Love and Hate Crimes. It's a, bi- a BBC three. Uh, story. Yikes. They, oh no. Yeah, it's not good. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Love and hate crimes. Not bueno. No bueno. <laughs> so, here we go. Sorry. <laughs> Stop apologizing. No. <laughs> it's going to be great. I just. <laughs> Christina, stop laughing. I can tell you're like uncomfortable already and you're yes. laughing. Okay. I'm ready. I'm waiting until you're done laughing. I'm ready. Okay. All right. So, on May 30th, 2015, Mercedes Williamson, 17 years old, is walking along the parkway when she is spotted by her recent ex-boyfriend, Josh Vallum. Vallum pulls over, invites Mercedes in uh, to get in, and is like, hey, I- we're going over to my dad's house. They're having a cookout, and uh, I want to have some sex. And she was like, okay, fine. So she hops in the car. The two of them, um, it's like, you know, the last time they'd seen each other um, or this is, you know, has been months, but she was like, cool. Sounds good. Hops in. This is the last time anybody sees Mercedes. So. Two, oh, no. Two days, I think I do know this story. You might. Two days later on June 1st in George County, Mississippi Sheriff's Office gets a call from uh, or the sheriff. Uh, or Captain Ben Brown gets a call from 
Josh's father, Josh Vallum's father, saying he believes his son has murdered someone and he is under the impression that the body is on his property. On June 2nd, they arrive to the property to the smell of rotting flesh and a partially decomposed body, which is obscured by tree debris in the wooded area behind the house. At the time, the face is so badly decomposed. This is only two days. Imagine June and July. I mean, June in Mississippi. Hot. Yeah. But still, two days. That's very fast. The body is so decomposed, though, that the face is completely unidentifiable. So all they can tell is that she's got flip-flops on, toenails painted. That's about as much as they can truly tell from the body at this point. The morgue report, though... When they take the body in, the morgue report comes back and the body is identified as 17-year-old Michael Wilkins. Mercedes, as she had come to be known, had transitioned from Michael at the age of 14 and is, you know, it was now clear that the body they had found was of that transgender teen, Mercedes, that was missing. I know this story too now. It's pretty fucking terrible. Yeah. I hate it. Go for it. Mercedes. I'm really glad you're doing this, actually. I'm really am, glad you're doing this. I am, too. I said it's yeah. terrible, but it is important. I yes. It's an important story. Yes, you are so, correct. Mercedes first met Josh, 28 at the time, Josh was, on Facebook, and eventually in real life, she's 17. He's 28. I just want to point that out again, because mm-hmm. technically she's a So, minder. I mean, yeah, al- already, again... This is something that is problematic that I feel like happens a lot. And we actually talk a lot as like grown women. I've seen it a lot in girl groups I'm in on Facebook. I think it's been brought up in our own Facebook group where this was a fairly common phenomenon. Most women remember a time when they were teenagers when they were being hit on by men who were a lot older Mm -hmm. and they felt very flattered by that attention. Mm -hmm. Uh you, because it made you feel like a grown-up. It made you feel like a grown woman. Like, I know at 17, if a 28-year-old guy was interested in me, it would have meant to me that I was like, oh, I must be really mature Yeah, right. for him to be, like, interested in me. I must be, like, such a woman, such an adult. When in reality, the kind of personality that goes after teenagers as a grown man is like it's it's a red flag yeah that's a concern it is a red flag absolutely um yeah so again he's 28 years old which is fucking wild um according to her aunt kathy mangan they had a relationship going on dates to movies out to eat um josh in the interview from when they interviewed him had said that she you know they had um you know they'd been seeing each other or whatever but um she was he said she was really shy at first and you know he was like oh you can sit by me like i I guess you know probably like any 17 year old girl would be you know at that point and Mm -hmm. so but but her relatives seemed to know about it and had said that their relationship was going out to movies like i said going out to eat very boyfriend girlfriend relationship the couple had even hung out with friends um and uh, there's even a photo of him with his friends and them together at a beach party. I just have to say, like, I don't know. It's hard to ride this line because I don't know. But I I, I have to say, if I had a friend who was 28 
and they brought around their girlfriend and she was 17, I'd be like, I am concerned. (laughs) I think even our guy friends would be like, "Hmm, say what? (laughs) I I, I just, there's no way as an, like a full grown adult, the idea of dating a 17 year old is so like, no, I know absolutely fucking not that I just can't imagine if someone in our friend group were to bring around a teenager that any of us would be like, this is fine. This is, this is fine. It's not. <laughs> yeah. But I don't know. I mean, every case is different and who knows? So I don't know. And and maybe yeah. he didn't even disclose her age and maybe it was just like, this is my girlfriend and that wasn't even brought up. Who knows? Yeah. You and know? maybe she seems very mature. Like who knows? Exactly. But not long after that photo was taken, the two of them broke up. It's then several months later. That's when, according to Josh, he happened to just run across Mercedes walking on Dauphin Island. Um, Upon discovery of the body, though, at Josh's dad's house, Josh's dad brought him to the police station to turn himself in. So this all happens very quickly. The body, he, he had talked to his dad and his dad was like, turned him in. And then he was like, we need to take your ass to the police station. Like, you need to come clean with what you've done. So kudos for his dad for fucking being like, this needs to get taken care of. Um, according to Josh's statement, he had said basically um, he when he saw her, he was horny. He wanted to have sex. And he said that until this point, they had only made out that he had um, and thought you know, well, maybe she's a virgin because they hadn't, you know, sealed the deal. According to him, he's like, I'm just getting blowjobs and making out with her. So but when he saw her, he was like, this is the time, even though we've been broken up, I want to have sex with her. And tonight's the night. So she had this give- sounds like the most immature 28 year old I've ever fucking heard of. hundred. Like this is why you go after 17 year olds is because your maturity level is at a fucking zero. Thank you. Because what the fuck is Absolutely. that? Absolutely. Well, What it is, is it sounds fake, is Mm -hmm. what it sounds like. On that evening, on the way to his dad's house, Mercedes asks him if this is a setup. This is something that Josh tells the police in the interview that she said, which is suspicious in and of itself. Like, why would she even suggest that it might be a setup, right? A man who's never watched a single episode of Forensic Files in his entire life. Girl, isn't that right? Josh insists he's just wanting to hang out and hook up for the first time. (laughs) Josh accounts that they were making out and he goes to put his hand between her legs and he felt her penis. He says that's when it happened. After that, he completely uh, blacks out, goes a bit Transpanic defense. Yes. But he stabs her with a knife multiple times. She runs into the woods and where he finds a hammer in his trunk which, okay, you took the time to open your trunk and find that. Okay, blacked out. Chases her into the woods, chases her down, beating her to death. These statements are contested, of course, by Mercedes' best friend, who she's living with at the time, Destiny Allen. Um, She states that they had sex all the time. Every time they hung out, they had had sex. She claims that Josh would even tell her You can only imagine all the things I've done to Michael in quotes, because that's what she still called her. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, Also stating that they had told each other, I love you on multiple occasions. So, you know, this was not just some like passing 
you know, oh, like ha- fling. Yeah, quiet thing that nobody yeah. heard about. Mm-hmm. So in 2016, though, when he goes to the courts, Josh pleads guilty or pleaded guilty to keep any of the stories out of the court because he is also a member of the Latin Kings. He's part of this gang and pretty high up in this gang, a gang that forbids gay relationships and can be punishable within the organization by death. Masculinity so fucking fragile. Oh. Like, I, it, this kind of goes back to uh, your story. Hey like, your worst date story, where yes. it's just like, I don't understand everybody else's fucking fixation with what other people do in their personal lives. Right. Why the fuck does it matter to you? Why is it a reflection on you or your organization or whatever the fuck else? Like what somebody chooses to do, who choose, who they choose to sleep with or who they choose to love. Like I don't understand. Well, it's such it's such a backwards, archaic fucking mentality. It really is. And the idea too, and I, I think that just the idea of being in a gang, it's like one thing to have your family disappointed in you but your family is like your chosen or a gang is like your chosen family right so then Mm -hmm. you also have this added layer and it's you know absolutely it's within their guidelines like in their bylines of their actual you know uh you know the latin kings like in their right thing so apparently upon introduction of mercedes to the fellow kings one of them teased her him about her quote broad shoulders and quote adam's apple after receiving a uh after receiving a late sentence or a a life sentence sorry for the murder federal prosecutors then decide though to bring additional charges under the 2009 hate crimes act in may 2017 he pleaded guilty admitting that he had consensual sex and he had kept it secret. Amongst the evidence was nearly 100 images of naked men as well as as gay porn on his phone. He had admitted that he killed her because his friends had found out that she was transgender. Outside of his testimony, though, he vehemently denies this story on the actual show. He's like, no, they just they're making that stuff up. I only said that stuff so that I didn't have to bring the gang members. I I have to be honest, like it. Not that I'm trying to, like, feel any sympathy for this person because fuck this person. This person's a piece of shit asshole. Like we we know that. But there is something that is so sad and like heartbreaking that like your culture of this toxic masculinity homophobia runs so deep that like you even in this very extreme circumstance and situation you can't yeah you can't be honest about it like yeah, to me that there's something are. so damaged about that human being and that makes me sad and i think that that's like an indictment on our culture and on our society it's so sad that like people feel this way you know what i mean he actually even starts and that's why actual show this the show on sundance the love and hate crimes he starts the show by saying he's like i you know he's like i feel guilty about this so much guilt that he actually tried to commit suicide when he was in prison. He says he's haunted by her. He wakes up. She haunts him in his dreams. She, he tried to hang himself in prison. He said 
that he would trade his life for hers. And the reason he says he would trade his life for hers is because he knows that he's right with God now and, you know, can commit, can admit whatever he did or whatever. But she knows that he killed her and he, she isn't right with God because of who she is. I'm like, get the fuck out of here, you piece of shit. That's some mental gymnastics that he's doing to justify his behavior. Like, that's that's all that that is. And, like, I don't know. It's, to me, you're right. You know, you texted us earlier talking about this. And um, it is, it's just truly sad all around. It's sad in every way you look at it. Because it is, it's, it's of course, devastating for her. She's the victim and and she gets all of our heart and all of our sympathy mm-hmm. and it's devastating for her family. It's sad for him it is that like, this him. is fucking the reality that he's chosen. Well, the, other the side life that the, he's feeling like he needs to adhere to. It's sad. The other side of the coin to that is too, is that he is so fucked up about his, the way he feels that he's, you know, he wants to tell his dad, like they're making this shit up. This is, you know, all false. Those, 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 you know, porn things on my, my phone. That's not even real. I think it says a lot that he's more concerned about the way that people think about him possibly being homosexual is more than being a murderer to him than the thought of his parent, his dad think seeing him as a murderer or his friend seeing him as a murderer. You know, shameless plug, uh, but your angry neighborhood feminist, my other podcast, we did a we did a whole episode on toxic masculinity and the ways in which it damages not only society at large, but also young men in particular. And this is a huge, huge part of that. There's a really good documentary called um, I think it's called The Mask We Live In, I think is what Mm -hmm. it's called. Uh, it basically completely on the subject of like toxic masculinity and the ways that it negatively affects young men. Um, and this is part of it. It's just like Absolutely. we accept that like young men are supposed to be violent or they're permitted to be violent. Mm-hmm. And like that's just part of who they are. And so we almost glorify that. It's that boys so it is boys more, mentality. Right. So it is more acceptable to be a murderer or somebody who's enacted this incredibly like violent reaction um, than it is to have a sexuality that is deemed weak. You know what I mean? Or, or any behaviors that are deemed to be weaker like that is it. It's okay to be a murderer, but it's not okay to be gay. And like, that is so fucking like deeply upsetting. All right. So I think, well, you know, like I said, it says a lot that he's more concerned, you know, again, of with the way people feel about him being a homosexual versus the way that people feel about him being gay or I mean, being a murderer. I think that says a lot about our society. It says a lot about where he was in his own headspace. He is, though, the first person to be convicted of a hate crime uh, of a t- transgender person. This is in 2017. And he was the first person wow. to be. I know. So, and here's the thing, you guys, at the end of the day, why I say this is not just, it's a, it's a sad story. It's a shameful story. And, but, you know, to consider where we are at 2020 and we're just now treating transgender people as, I don't know, fucking people. Mm -hmm. And kind of like, not even really. I mean, like, that's the thing too, is when you really look not to be like a huge bummer, but like when you look at the statistics though. It's still 
the way that we handle these cases is still so primitive and like extremely upsetting. And we talk on my other show a lot about like intersectionality uh, and the ways in which those like dynamics work and play out. And for especially trans women of color, they're at so many different intersections of oppression Mm -hmm. that the way that they're treated is devastating. Yeah. It's far worse. Far worse for someone who is in in that position. Far worse. Well, and and to bring it into now, this is this is why what we say matters so much because, like you said, Cassie, it's like this guy thought so much that it was much better life for him to be thought of as a murderer than to be thought of as a homosexual. It's like why we can't call it the Chinese virus because the amount of people. That are like the xenophobia that it's causing. And it's like what you say matters. And it it manifests itself into this kid, Joseph, who grew up thinking it's so not okay for me to be gay that if anyone finds out it's so much better if I like just deny, deny, deny. It's like all this stuff builds up. And to the point, like I said, where he in court, it just full out admits all of this just so quote unquote, he doesn't have to go to trial and have all these people come in and be like, no, you were clearly having sex with her all this time. You right. clearly knew who she was. Yep. They don't, he doesn't want any of that to come out, especially now that he's in prison. Right. And he's got fucking, you know, Latin Kings in there who will fucking kill him. Yeah. You know, very likely. Oh, You're it's possibly. terrible. I don't know Latin Kings. Don't come at me. And please. It's uh, please. Uh, It's also it's so multifaceted as well, because it's not just uh, it's an example of a certain kind of culture. Like I can speak to black culture and it being so homophobic in like so many ways. And that plays itself out in a lot of minority cultures. I feel like, I feel like it comes from this place of like, life is already so hard for you. Don't make it harder or whatever. That's, Uh, I think that that that's part of that. That was my mom. Like my mom is white and my little brother is white. And that was her fucking thing with, with my brother when he came out was that exact sentence that you just said, life is hard already hard enough don't make it harder and yeah and i'm like if that's our white experience like i can imagine it being however many fold for a minority experience yeah of course it's like why are you putting more obstacles in your way i think that that like exists and then in our culture uh, on a larger grander scale there's this idea that violence is okay, mm-hmm. but sex is not. Violence. And like sexuality is not. It, there's this puritanical view that we have of our culture that I think exists. We see it in movies all the time where it's just like you can have a PG-13 movie where like people are literally ripping each other's arms off yeah. and like that's fine. But the second somebody says fuck two times, it's a rated R <laughs> movie or the second boobs come out or you know, like any of those things, if there's any nudity, then all of a sudden it's like an NC-17 situation. Right, and like that's that's part of the fabric of our culture. There's all these things at play that make it where our, our 
our idea of like sexuality is so warped and like fucked up, you know, and, uh, and it's really depressing. Um, Criminal had a really good episode and uh, there's one of those cases that's actually on my list to do. It's been on my list for a long time. It's what I was going to do last week, Cassie, but then I was uh, like, no, don't do it. Of course, I bring in uh, sad. I'm sorry, guys. No, no, no it's, it's okay. But but Criminal actually has a very good episode where they uh, talk about trans panic, gay panic yes, defenses yes. and how these things still, ex- they're, they're still being used in courts of yep. law yeah. where they're like, I don't know, I blacked out, I freaked out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that is, crazy well and i think the i think that's why this is such an important case to look at because a trans panic is not a defense it's not a fucking defense and it regardless like and i don't believe it was trans panic i believe that you fucking knew exactly who you were trying to sleep with i think you had slept with this person multiple times i think that this couldn't been the first time you put your hand between this person's legs right if you'd been seeing each other for months i think you were scared that your gang knew internalized yeah it's internalized homophobia and transphobia like, that's what that is. But it's internalized. It's like you are so we see these things all the time. They happen all the time. Uh, again, in that I highly recommend people go find that criminal episode because they bring up a lot of good examples of that where it's this thing where you have willingly engaged in this relationship and then you have so much self-loathing and internalized homophobia mm-hmm. that you cannot deal with yourself and like with the people who are around you and so you take out that violence on somebody else just seeing who my baby brother gets to be now from moving from ohio to the heart of boys town in west hollywood um and and we've talked about it at great length and just like how good he feels that he gets to be more of himself than he's ever been in his fucking life that he can hold hands with the man that he loves on the street and i mean it's it's not think twice about it these small things that add up that build these fucking things around you that i i can't speak to it's not been my experience but i can't imagine what that would be like to not yeah. feel like you can truly be yourself at any point that you're always on guard and and that's truly why this story is so sad on every level well, that's why it's important like it's why it's sad level. on every level it's sad of course for the victim i know i just said this but it's sad for him too because it's like this clearly comes from such a place of never being able to be who you are. Right. And you still feel like you can't be who you are and you have to defend yourself in all of these, like you have to do all this mental gymnastics to justify yourself. It's sad. I mean, all of it's really sad. Listen, I, I will be honest with you. I couldn't even find a podcast that has covered the story, which I think is shocking to say the least. Um, I mean, I don't know if three cisgender women are the right people to tell this story, but I do know that this is an important fucking story yeah. and it's sad and it shouldn't be happening and people need to know about it. And I and finally, finally, we are getting some justice for, you know, people who, you know, are trying to live their lives who they are 
And, you know, people are finally coming to justice for crimes against transgender people. And I think that that's important. And what we can say about it, Cassie, as like three cisgender women with a platform is go and do some reading about this yourself. Go educate yourself about this because it happens so much more than you think it does. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, Specifically, trans women of color are murdered at a disproportionately higher rate and largely when they are murdered, it is due to the fact that they are trans. It is sexual violence. Mm -hmm. Uh, So what we can say and what we can use our platform for is, no, we're not authorities on this subject, but go and do your own research. I hope it opens people's eyes to how uh, prevalent this is and how devastating it is. I think it's really important. I'm really glad you brought it up. What I want to end this on, what I want to end this on is to say just a few words about Mercedes. Um, Mercedes was someone who wanted to enter the field of cosmetology. And um, she was, um, she wanted to move to Los Angeles and live her dream as being a hairstylist and a makeup artist for movie stars. And that's all she ever wanted in her life. And um, as a fellow hairstylist, as somebody who feels like I live the best career ever, it breaks my heart that she couldn't fulfill and live out that dream. And uh, it means a lot to me to tell her story because she didn't get to live the life that she deserved. And I want people to know who Mercedes was and who Mercedes could have been. Mercedes could have been somebody like myself who gets to change people's lives on a daily basis. And we touch people and it's very different and it's a human experience that no one can ever relate to. I mean, I talk to hairdressers all the time and what we do is so, it sounds so trivial and it sounds very Zoolander to say that you change people's lives when, when you do hair, but we touch people. And I say this a lot when I teach classes, we are sometimes the only people who touch certain people in their entire lives. They may go home and they may never have human interaction with other people and touching other humans is so important. And being a hairdresser, if you are one, I love you. I love hairdressers and I'm sad. I'm sad that Mercedes didn't get to experience her life. Well, and again, I think it takes a certain kind of person and I think it speaks to the kind of person that she was. Like she was a person who wanted to interact with people She wanted to be close to people. And, you know, unfortunately, I think sometimes people who are very open and gregarious and sweet, uh, they're sometimes the victims of this kind of crime, this kind of violence, because they are so open to being touched by other people. Yeah. You know, I I couldn't agree more. I think that there is a certain openness that you have to have. Mm hmm. And, you know, a willingness to, at any rate, I didn't want to end that on a sad note. My point was that Mercedes, bless up, girl. Yeah. Thank Thank you, you. Cassie. I think that that, I'm so happy that you did this story. I think it's really important that people um, hear these stories because, you know, as like fucked up as it is, there are still people who don't see people in the LGBTQ community 
as people. And we need to put these stories in the forefront so that people can understand the humanity here. You know, it's important. Yeah. Yeah. And especially right now with everything going on, you know, I know that the hairdressing community, along with the hospitality community, along with everybody, a lot of people right now, um, we're struggling, so I'm I'm glad that you you brought that up. I'm glad that you you mentioned it because yeah, I know last week, Christina, and this isn't I not to negate what you've said last week about the the hospitality industry. It's it's so hard hit. I think that um, but I consider hairdressers to be hospitality. Well, you know what? Anybody that's doing guest services, which yeah. is part of what we do, absolutely. Yeah. And I think the guest service community is getting hit harder than any community because of our interaction with people. And I think that one of the things that we we really have to take note about is that, you know, especially when we're considering our lawmakers making decisions for us, that especially in the hairdressing community, we're very concerned about what gets passed because most hairdressers are self-owned small businesses and they don't get to get unemployment right they don't get the benefits of having an employer-based system they're working for themselves and these are small businesses that live sometimes paycheck to paycheck and can't afford to have a week out yep these people don't take vacations and many of them just don't have what it takes i mean i was a single mom myself raising a son living in low-income housing i mean i i know this story i've lived this life and you know i'm so blessed and lucky and fortunate to be in the type of position i am now in my career where i'm working and still can be working from home but this is not the life and this is not how most most hairdressers are and you know yep so anyway my heart's with all my hairdressing community i love you guys and uh oof. What a way to end it. Sorry, yeah, guys. No let's worries. talk about something. Yeah, let's <laughs> let's let's talk about what we're watching this week. I think okay, we've been holding on to this for like the entire Ooh. episode, but Christina <laughs> and I listen. Listen, listen. We started watching Tiger King, or I started watching Tiger King. I don't know if yeah, Christina's no, done. I'm, I'm at the end of episode four. So I'm not. Wow. wow. I, fi- I watched the first two. I'm getting ready to start the third episode. I I have feelings about this show. And I, I made a Facebook post yesterday where I was just like, man, y'all are making us cat people like look bad. And some people commented and they were like, it's not it's no, not, cat, it's not people cat people at all. Well, I don't know, though, because listen, <laughs> Some of these people started out as cat people and then shit got out of hand. Shit got out of hand fast. Okay, Carol, shit got out of hand real fast. She's like, oh, my pictures of me with kittens when I was a kid. And I'm like, that could be me. And then all of a sudden she's like gone completely off the rails. It's like all these fucking people. Have you, did you ever, like, did you ever know anybody growing up that had wild cats? No. And thank God for I it too. Did. And thank God for it too. I had no idea. Like I had heard that statistic that there are more animals in captivity, uh, more tigers in captivity than there are in the wild. I had heard that a while back and that, that bums me out 
in a way I, ca- I can't fully articulate. Um, it's so wrong. All the pictures I, I will of say, the tigers. Yeah, I will say this. Ugh. It This podcast, or podcast, sorry, this show, it is hard to watch. Like, I, I, I texted you guys. I was literally... 10 minutes in and I was like I'm furious like I'm already fucking mm-hmm. furious because like trigger warning 10 minutes in the way he gets involved in doing this documentary is he meets a man who's keeping a snow leopard in his van in like in the summer with the doors in like fucking and he's Louisiana like, or refrigerated something. yeah it's in like Florida or some shit and he's like doesn't this need to be a refrigerated truck and they're like he's acclimated to it it's fine and I'm like it's a snow leopard <laughs> It's like, so it's, fucked up, honestly. It's it's so infuriating. And, you know, I keep trying to tell Anthony because he's like, what the fuck with these people? And I'm like, I mean, to be honest, I get it. I understand the allure of like, I love animals. I fucking love animals. And I get the allure of like being near to them and being able to interact with them and like that feeling. I understand it. But like. I would never if you, engage in this kind ever. of activity because it's If you really love something, though, you don't need to own it. And furthermore, you wouldn't want control to it. own and control it. You would want yeah. it to be yeah. free and living its best life. And that doesn't matter That's if it's right. a tiger or a person or anything else. So fuck all of these people. Honestly, yes. mm. yeah, you're absolutely right. every single person in this episode, even the ones that quote unquote pretend to be helping yeah, because they're fucking. Carol, not. I'm looking at you. I'm looking at Carol too. Because it's all fuck Carol. I'm yes, looking at you. Because it's, all of them. It, it's true that like it may come from a place of wanting to help, but at the end of the day, it seems so self serving. Exactly. Exactly. It, it feels self serving. It's like you found a way to help that also fulfills your need to interact with these yeah. creatures. Like that's exactly. what it is. Is like you you want to help, but and you also don't want to give up your ability to like be close and to these make animals. money. And I'm like money yes and make money yeah and make money yeah and but i will tell you this shit is what oh hold on i saved something because um hannah from boozy movies so that's another podcast mm-hmm. uh she's hilarious she's wonderful she's so funny um but she made a post on twitter and it's stefan which is like yes it has, has everything. everything and and she wrote a post that's like this doc has everything Baby tigers, mullets, arms getting ripped off, murder for hire, <laughs> low budget music videos, Florida, people with no teeth, Vegas jungle buses, and a fat guy riding a jet ski to Eye of the Tiger. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, so yeah. good. Yes. Dude, the memes are it's wild. out of control. They're Fire. so good. It is w- you, the one you sent, Cassie, where it was like, piercers are having anxiety over joe exotics like upper eyelid I, eyebrow piercing i'm like what's happening there's so much to talk about it's like joe where to begin i'm i'm sure joe exotic like, I'm so is a shook. whole mood he's a whole mood <laughs> What about that dude? Like, what about that kid? Like, that teenage kid that he married? And, like, in all the clips of that kid, I'm like, that kid does not look like he wants to be there. Like, literally 0%. Even at his own wedding, I'm like, that kid doesn't want to be there at all. Please let him go home. When they talk (laughs) about, which I guess maybe this might be a spoiler for alert for you guys, but do they talk yet about the food 
where they're feeding, like how they're feeding on them. the fucking trucks. No, like the, the expired the, the meat? Walmart yes. trucks, the Walmart expired meat. Yeah, that they're feeding yes. the tigers. And I'm like, you are not. No, well, you, they're feeding the fucking people who are visiting his zoo. But is it bad that I'm I feel worse for the tigers? I'm like, please stop feeding the tigers expired hot dogs. Stop I feel it. bad for the fucking humans who are like, I just want to come visit tigers. And they're like, here's some lunch, you guys, at our lovely commissary. <laughs> Honestly, Ugh. Keegan, you're two episodes in. I, I've watched two more. And I can tell you, I cannot wait for the text from you. Because it gets oh shit's about to get. W- I'm gonna so real time live worse. text you guys. I want it. The shit that's about to happen. Because I I'm already. I kept po- like. It's amazing that Anthony watches anything with me anymore. <laughs> like I said, this quarantine is going to test our relationship <laughs> in ways that it has never been tested. Because like I keep pausing. I keep pausing it to talk shit like i have control of the remote and i'm like pausing it and being like okay i said chris and i's life right now pausing shit to be like can we talk about blah 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 oh my god that makes me feel so much better because i literally talked my way through invisible man with eric last (laughs) night oh i'm gonna watch the shit out of that i I haven't watched it yet but i will watch it i had to comment on everything first of all why is she so fucking stupid (laughs) <laughs> because it's a because it's a psychological thriller and that's how they I'm have not, to be in order for the plot to move thrilled. forward i'm times. like how did you make it through life making such dumbass fucking choices like lady well Thank we thought you. the same thing about unsane because like that that is how the plot moves forward in thrillers Girl, is this no way that they is. actually enjoyed unsane a little bit better that well no i fucking i really fucking hated it invisible man i'm gonna say it really? i fucking hated it i hated, it. I hated Listen, it you're gonna love it it is so i, I hate so it up your wheel i hated it i thought she was stupid oh. i thought she was stupid i thought the villain they didn't set up at all i hated that movie but i will say that i love the fact god bless the people that made the decision to pull the trigger on all this fire fucking content for us to come because yes. i'm like barrage I'm yes. like, I got you Emma guys, to watch. Think- I've got so much stuff. Wait, are you guys paying for it? Yeah. Or is it free? Yeah, you're yeah, paying yeah, for yeah, it. Yeah, right. okay. you can find it. Because, yeah, I'm going to watch I'm gonna watch The Hunt. The Hunt has been yep. released, and I'm going to watch the shit out of The Hunt. I'm so Cassie, ready. <laughs> I found a discovery of witches. You know I'm going <gasps> to watch that. So okay. My, my boyfriend in it. Dude. Okay, mm, first good. of all, I mm. read I started Chef's reading kiss. that book and I had to stop reading it, but everything I wanted to like about the book, which just kind of got a little like uh, uh, whatever. I actually enjoyed the show. I thought it was really good and fucking Christ. Matthew Good. He's he is the hot. Um fire. Cassie and Christina. You guys need to take this quarantine as an opportunity to watch Stoker. I know I've brought it up before, and it is a very inappropriate kind of relationship that we should not think Matthew Good is hot okay. in. I mean, he's a vampire in a Discovery of Witches, oh, which is oh, super I'm hot. I'm gonna watch that too. Now, I'm gonna watch that too, but I'm just saying Stoker. I have okay. Stoker in my voodoo and it is a well, Cassie, I don't know how you'll feel about it. It's a very unnerving film. Um, like but scary? it is no. Well, no, it's it's like he's it's very he's moody. Her uncle. 
And it's and it's very moody. Mm-hmm. It's like a it's a very um it's a Korean director. He directed something else. Like the, the the that's I can't remember right now, but like the film is very unnerving in a lot of ways, but Matthew Good is I've watched a few I've watched very, a few minutes. I like the family thing. I've watched a few minutes of it and I'm like I feel very like wrong, but holy shit, dude. He's like the hottest guy of all time. He literally is yep. the hottest guy of all time. If anybody knows Matthew Good, if you want to send him like a tweet or whatever you know. and tag us in it, we wouldn't be opposed. I wouldn't. Is all I'm saying. Is what we wouldn't hate it. <sighs> well, if you've got stuff <sighs> that we should watch, uh, there's definitely a lot of content out there, and we can use some suggestions. Please reach out to us at mywarstatepodcast at gmail We are just looking for anybody to talk to right now. Anybody, reach you. out yes. and touch We're us. We're going to be doing YouTube lives. We're going to be doing lots of stuff. Reach, Just reach out in general. We're here for human interaction. And the interaction that we get on Facebook is life-saving right now. And Ugh. yeah, go join our Facebook group if you haven't mm-hmm. already. Please, yeah. please. It's fun yeah. in there. We're having a good time. We're sharing memes. We're doing the thing. And... We hope you guys are staying safe and healthy, and we love you guys so much. Cheers. This is a Glass Box Media Podcast.